If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, the podcast where we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. I'm Genesis, the girl who is at Endgame of Dragon Age 2. I forgave my idiot boyfriend, and I'll take your complaints later. Wow. Okay, yeah, we definitely have to unpack that later. <laughs> I just remembered who your her boyfriend is in Dragon Age 2. Um, and I'm Bravada, the girl who has spent entirely too long building a cottage core house for my Sims today, because the Sims knows what we want, and they give it to us. Today, we have a very special guest, someone who I've known for far too many years, a man who once threw a friends-themed birthday party, and is an absolute gem of a human. Please welcome my dear friend, former partner in crime, yet not an elusive man, Tim. Hello, thank you for having me. Yay. I'm so excited to be here. I know that that elusive man joke went way over your head, but our listeners know who the elusive man is. Okay. <laughs> so I have to catch up on all of your content, and then I'll be in the know. Yes. and pl- Or just play Mass Effect. Do that. Yeah. That's way better. My sister-in-law plays a lot of games, so I bet you that if I said, do you know what Mass Effect is, she would know. <laughs> But we brought you on today to talk about The Sims, which it holds a very special place in my heart as for like a bunch of people that I know. Like, I don't think I've ever met anybody who doesn't know what The Sims is. But can you let our listeners know a little bit about you and your connection to The Sims? Sure. So I am Tim Pancakes, which if you're a really avid Sims player, you'll know that reference. So... Uh, I've been playing Sims since it began in 2000. I'm old, and I have just always loved that game. It's the only game I really play, so I don't know if I'm allowed to like wear the badge of a gamer or not, but um, I play it for hours and hours and hours. I get lost in the game. It's definitely my happy place and my special interest, and so I've played it since 2000 with The Sims 1, The Sims 2. I tried The Sims 3, but it kept crashing on my computer. And when that came out, I felt like, you know, I was going into my 20s and I felt like, you know, I just need to give up gaming, be an adult, focus on my career. And I took a few years off. And then I came back to The Sims in 2017 and was delighted to find that The Sims 4 was a thing. And I've been playing it again ever since then. 
And I have a YouTube channel that is about The Sims called Tim Pancakes. <laughs> and I haven't posted in about a year because of the pandemic and life and and all the things that that has thrown at the world. But I have a lot of content that I want to start posting again. And so if you feel like checking me out, there are some speed builds there, um, some opinion videos, and there's more content to come. Yay, I'm excited for it. I've watched uh, quite a few of your videos just because I love the game and I love you. So when it was brought up in uh, one of the Discord chats of like, what games should we cover on this podcast? You know, somebody needs to talk about The Sims. And I was like, I know just the guy to bring onto this. And then I text you. And then you never text me back. And I had to text you again, like a few months later going, hey, did you still want to do this? <laughs> I feel like I responded, but maybe I didn't. Again, the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> I just blame that for everything. So yes. It is a very good excuse. Yeah. So yeah. I would have done the same thing. I'm just going to ride that wave as long as I can. <laughs> I was fact-checking you right in the moment, because it was released in February of 2000. Is it really that old? Sure is. And I only know that. It wasn't like it came out and I saw a commercial and was like, I must have that game. I don't remember my very first exposure to it. My sister claims that she played it at a friend's house and then brought it home like hey dad buy the game and that's how but i just remember it being at my house and i remember playing it in seventh grade which would have been about 2000 so i just that's how i know i've been playing it since then because i very specifically remember that phase in my life and i remember playing it on the computer and just being in awe of this amazing game and is that kind of like what brought you into it was just the fact that you you started it up and you're like this is a new type of game that you'd never seen before or yeah, I think it was, you know, I was definitely one of those gays that played with his sister's dolls in his youth. And mm. this was kind of a an okay way to have that experience because it was basically playing with virtual dolls. And the same way I would play with Barbies and Cabbage Patch Kids and little toy figurines and dollhouses, the same storylines and same, I guess, feeling that I got from doing that was now available to me through a game, which just seemed a little bit more appropriate somehow for a 13-year-old boy to experience that, I guess, at the time. It wasn't a shame-based experience where if I told people that I was playing with The Sims, it wasn't that same kind of reaction where, oh, I'm playing with Barbies after school or whatnot, you know? So it was kind of a safe place for me. And then it just never went away except for that little hiatus with The Sims 3. <laughs> We've all taken games hiatuses before. There was like a block of time where even I didn't touch a video game for like five years. And apparently I missed out on quite a bit and I'm now backfilling my content. When I got back into it and it's like, these aren't on discs anymore. You have to download something called Origin. What's that mean? I don't understand. I was so confused. Yeah. Movie like my experience with Sims 4, just because I used to play it on PC, but I don't have a gaming PC anymore. I just have my little dinky laptop. So I got it on my PlayStation. And man, is it different. I'm like, wait, I can't have mods? No. I know. <laughs> and PlayStation and console players, they can't have mods or CC, which is kind of a big... I guess the point of debate in the Sims community, not to get too off topic, but a lot of people love CC and love mods. And the game, a lot of people feel like the game is broken or not really playable or not giving us its best self right now. There's a lot of players that are kind of, it's kind of like that Star Wars meme where it's like, can you say you're a Star Wars fan if you don't hate Star Wars? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that with the Sims right now. A lot of Sims players are very critical of EA and Maxis and the Sims team. Um, and one of the points is that some people are like, well, just get mods and CC to make your game playable, and it's great. 
But then it's like, well, what about the console players? They don't have that. The game should just be playable from the beginning. And so that's kind of a really hot topic right now with the community. Oh, if we want to expand upon that, I'm all with that. Because definitely I'm a cheat coder. I mean, even in my playthrough right now, I have my testing cheats enabled. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I don't always go in and cure happiness or whatever. You know, because I do yeah. play the game as intended. But if I'm like, okay, no, I need this one thing to do right now, yet you're too sad to do it, then yeah, I'm going to fix your needs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can do cheats on the console, but like the mods as far as... Uh, I Wicked think, Limbs. Yeah, my, my personal thing that I was mad about was I wanted to get more like user-created outfits, hair, yeah. makeup, because the, the library, if you will, of that for just the console, like the actual official stuff that they've mm-hmm. released is obviously not that large no. and you have to pay for it. And, and it made a good quality. You know, the game came out in 2014, so it's yeah. going on eight years. And the quality of some of the things that were made, it's quite the range. And you can tell some of the hairstyles, for example, that were from the base game. And another point on that, I guess, is, you know, we are three white people. We see a lot of ourselves in the game, but a lot of people of color have had a hard time with finding um, hairs that look like them or good quality hairs that look like them. The team yeah. in the last year just had to redo a few of them because it was needed. So That's exactly what I was just thinking about because the reason I was looking for mods is because the sim character that I made this time is a hijabi woman because I actually saw a hijab in the hat section and I was like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's so cool. I'm going to make a hijabi woman. Like, that's amazing. And there is one hijab with like very not great colors and then mm-hmm. like a very small amount of modest outfits that she could wear. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just go download some. I'm sure somebody has made some modest clothes for oh, if sure. they want to make a Muslim woman character. Nope, can't get them on the console. On the console so I just no. have like and the only reason I have the ones that I have that are actually kind of cute is because I got the Inchun arrivals like extra yes. shit and mm-hmm. and obviously because I lived in Korea so I saw that I'm like snapping that up right right now yes. and yes. so yeah I put her in some of that but I'm like and that's kind of a bummer and I had to use a cheat code to get her to keep her hijab on when she went to work because oh. the uniform took it off oh. like it just made her you know they they don't have any of that. So like there's obviously they come they've come a long way because they didn't they're I didn't still... last time I played this they didn't even have hijab at all but uh-huh. yeah so I was like okay well I at least I can make it work but I wish she had more outfit choices because that's my favorite part about The Sims is customizing oh absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah you spend all your time in cast or building the house and then it's like all right before I even play I'm gonna move on to the next thing and you don't really even play through those things this is a matter of that creative outlet which was another piece that i loved i'm a creative person i can't really draw i you know mumbled my way through band and everything like that i was a dance minor in college but i'm not particularly flexible now but like so i feel like i'm a creative a creative soul and this game really allows me to express myself in ways that i just can't in my real life well i'm glad that you were able to find at least a couple ways through expression because earlier you had touched on the fact that knowing that you were gay at a young age and playing with dolls this was a safe space for you to explore that uh, i know that in the first sims game gay marriage was not a thing i don't even think no. that you could have same-sex relationships you could only achieve like best friend status I think you could like kiss and stuff, but nothing official. You couldn't like get married. I want to say that if you had two male Sims or two female Sims that would kiss over and over and over again, eventually they would prompt you with, do you want to adopt a baby? And so there was 
that, um, which was something huge for 2000. I mean, gosh, mm -hmm. but, um, and, and I guess, you know, that was another piece of it. You know, I could, I had representation that way. I could play as a gay sim and explore that a little bit. Cause you don't see that in TV shows in 2000, unless it's like the Jack and Will characters, which are kind of, you know, really hyped up in caricatures and stereotypes. Yeah, <laughs> just Jack exactly. So oh, I love to, be able to play it, play it through, and and explore that a bit. And then in The Sims Two, they could actually get married, but it wasn't called married; it was called mm -hmm. like unions. Yep. Um. So I think it was in Sims Three when they finally had gay marriage, which you know that came out in two thousand nine. So that was kind of right around when that was a really big hot topic. And The Sims has always been very progressive in that way. They're, they always seem to kind of be one step ahead of like the cultural pulse or something on those matters. Mm -hmm. There must be a bunch of gays at EA. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, but I could totally see it. And that's where representation within game development, you know, it needs to be there. Because, you know, if a bunch of straight people are sitting in a room, they're not necessarily thinking about how can we make this game more inclusive. That's something I noticed, too, going back. Because I played, I don't think I ever played the first Sims, but I played second, third, and fourth. I've owned multiple copies of The Sims 4 over the years, this PlayStation 5 version being my most recent. Something I noticed, and it still kind of seems to be an issue with at least the town that I'm in now for Sims 4, is pretty much all the Sims you interact with are like heteronormative families, especially mm -hmm. for the earlier Sims game. Like even though since Sims 1, they could technically, what they called, be bi, because mm -hmm. you could, and, and it was kind of player sexual where like everyone could romance anyone, but none of the standard like already created Sims and their families were representative of anybody else besides like man, woman, child. Sure. And that still kind of seems to be the most common family unit in The Sims 4 today. Mm -hmm. At least is what I saw in my town today. I didn't yeah, see any. Yeah, there definitely, you know, there are some that are kind of behind a paywall in that, you know, if you get cats and dogs, there's a gay couple. And if you get island living, there's a family that's on the LGBT community. If you get um, making, no, not making magic, that's the Sims 1. If you get Realm of Magic for the Sims 4, uh, one of the Sims that is featured heavily in the trailer for that game, um, the community was kind of like, Noticing, noticing that character um, named Morgan, and it seems that Morgan is a non-binary character. So there's a little bit of representation, and it's there. It almost, as a person who's in the community, it kind of feels like, I don't, how do I put this into words? It feels like, oh, look, we. what am I trying to say? It's like diversity for the sake of diversity, or representation for the sake of representation. It's like, we did it, so now we can check that off of our list and move on to the next. Like for pandering. that way yeah like there was we gave them a gay couple in cats and dogs so now we can just focus back on the heteronormative for a little while and then oh here's another character that's different but when the game that is on the tip of my tongue came out eco lifestyle i want to say there was maybe two families that potentially fit into that community so it's getting better and it is there but it's definitely not the norm which is fine. I mean, we're not the norm, I guess. It's like, we, we don't need the majority all the time either. But and the representation is great. Uh, I remember seeing on the Splash page recently, like, I logging in, it was two women who were, who were hugging and holding hands together. And I was like, just to see that on, like, to open up the game, and that's what you see. I was like, I really love seeing stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. That was something that surprised me, too. Because, like I said, I haven't played Sims 4 in a few years. I, when I was playing it today and I saw you can go on the computer and like apply to a, 
adopt a child now and I do not remember that being a thing. I'm like, that's cool because there's like another avenue in which there's some representation for people Mm -hmm. who want to make a family that looks like theirs or what they would want to have. And maybe they don't want to give birth or they are unable to give birth so they can have that in The Sims. And that was pretty cool, too. The possibilities are endless, which is great. Uh, That was another thing that was brought up to me, too, was that you can now have woohoo without the possibility of having a baby. Like, even Mm -hmm. if you're in a straight couple, you can have you can either try for a baby or just have sex. And for people who can't get pregnant or are electing to not get pregnant, it to have the choice between, yes, I want to have protected sex or unprotected sex, or maybe I'm role-playing it out that I can no longer have children. So the idea of getting pregnant would be triggering towards something. So having that as an option in the game now, too, is I really like that. One other thing you can do that is really great, and I, I haven't done this much, so I might be a little bit off on how to do it, but I want to say in the settings, when you're building your characters and cast, you can actually go a bit deeper and assign that character the ability to or to not have children. So you could have a female sim that you set to be like, this person cannot have kids. So then they can even try to have baby in the game and it's going to be even harder for that. It's not impossible. Or you could have a male character that you give the permission to have kids. And so it's just, again, it really just opens up the world of possibility for you to play out different scenarios and characters and identify with them you know, see yourself in the game. For a long time, The Sims was all about, like, seeing yourself in the game and playing out your life. And it seems like that's definitely something they like to play with. They also let you select whether you pee standing up or sitting down. And I forgot about that. Yes. So it was like, not only could I be a seahorse dad who still pees sitting down, but have a masculine body, it's perfect. Like, they mm-hmm. really have opened up the gender identity lines. Even as far as the type of walk you have, too. I mm-hmm. I don't remember that the last time I played Sims 4, where it has, like, all these different... They have, like, a funny ghost one, which I really liked, but... <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool. It was, like, you could have a feminine walk, a masculine walk, like, a slouchy walk. You know, I just remember Sims walking all the same, pretty much, last time yeah. I played it. Well, gosh, talk about games changing over the last 20 years. I mean, The Sims 1 could never for any of these things. And even The Sims 4, like, when I... Back in 2009, when I kind of took my break... When you bought the game and the game was as it was. So imagine my surprise when I come back in 2017 and the game is doing free updates with new content that's just free to you if you already have the game. That blew my mind. I couldn't believe that gaming did that. And so I, I want to say, you know, some of the things you're mentioning, V, like the walk styles updating were things that came a little bit later. And that's another, I guess, point of contention with The Sims 4 is there was a lot that did not release with the base game. We did not have toddlers. We did not have pools. We did not have ghosts and these are all things that came in free updates later which is just fantastic that they did that and i mean I, I my mind is still blown when i think about the olden days and how far gaming has come yeah it's like this game is still releasing stuff and it's eight years old mm-hmm. you know like and the content that they are releasing some of it is so big it feels like a whole new game absolutely so mm-hmm. and they do kind of charge that way as well a little yeah, bit yeah i'm but... like i'll pay it take my money i'm that exactly. guy it's like take my money oh my i i have all content for the sims 4 i've bought all the expansions all the game packs all the stuff cats all the k- stuff cats i do not <laughs> stuff cats. Uh, stuff kits thank goodness stuff and kits and all that stuff um right now the game is actually the programmers are teasing the next release which it's like looking like it's going to be werewolves so that i'm really excited for for sure 
That's awesome. Yeah, no, I I told, I messaged Jen yesterday. I was like, I just dropped like $140 on Sims 4. And it's probably like the third time I've bought this game, but because of different platforms, I'm just, it's worth it though. Like I will drop so much time that I do not have to waste on the Sims 4. Yeah, right now my Sims 4 playthrough is all Mass Effect related. Uh, I and then I found like all like the community mods where I could just like go mm-hmm. and pick a little house that I want, pick artwork that somebody else has put in the game. Uh, I absolutely loved it. So my Shepherd and Garrus are living in Anderson's apartment, and it's amazing. That is so cool. Not even just in the gallery, there's, I was just thinking about when I was decorating my house there, when I was going through the posters and the artwork, there's even like stuff, I'm not sure if they're, it's hard to tell with Sims if it's like a made up name in the game or if it's a real artist that they pulled the art from, but it kind of made it sound like it was a real artist and they were like, this art was from this person's name and it's to celebrate pride and it was like a pride poster do you know the one i'm talking that about? was a real person yeah they do that engagement with the community a lot where they will work with content creators and um put their creations in the game so that that poster did release as a free content during one of their updates and a real life player made that and um some furniture pieces are in the game and i love that and a lot of the team takes a lot of heat when they release new games because some of their houses that they build are really not very good. And uh, in the last year or so, they've started working with The Sims builders. I mean, on YouTube, the building community is huge. You can watch speed build videos. You can watch house tour videos. Um, that alone is its own community. And so there's some fantastic builders who just create amazing homes. Or they re- One thing I like to do is recreate homes from like TV shows. So I just finished building the Bewitched House. And I'm also putting the final touches on the Melrose Place apartment building. So it's just the building community is neat, but they've actually the team has started working with builders to build the houses that release with the game. And so for the last several game packs and expansion packs, the houses that you can move into were created by players. And it's just it's so great to have that openness, I guess, with the community. A lot of game developers, I feel like, could be very much like this is ours. Don't mess with it, you know, but they just embrace it. And I love that. That's so awesome. I know of one item specifically in the games, and it is a pride flag. Because, like, if you click on the pride flags, it then opens up all the different variations. <laughs> and I grew up with uh, Daniel Quasar, uh, Quasar, who created the progress pride flag um, back in, like, 2010, something like that. I don't remember what year it came out. Um but that's in the game. And so I believe that their name is in the game attached to the flag. So every single house that I have built since that flag came out has like a pride room specifically for Daniel. I love that. I, love that. Um, I guess I wanted to ask, there was something I found. I was reading this article about what is this type the Sims and progressive sexuality. That was the title of the, t- of the article. And um, something they said that I have not seen in Sims 4 yet, but I just picked it up again. So, but they said that they've allowed for kind of like a workaround for polyamory. Um, Yeah. They were also talking about how Bioware is announcing polyamorous and asexual relationships. I'm quite curious how an asexual relationship works. Does that just mean you don't have, you don't want to have sex at all? Yeah. Or not romance? That one. It might be a non-romance. I know around Valentine's Day, they had an update where... They kind of played with romance and like being like very amorous or not. I I didn't play much with that 
so I can't speak to that very much. I know that when Eco Lifestyle, I believe, came out, um, that was a pack that had a little bit more representation um, for the LGBT plus community. One thing that The Sims 4 has is they have like traits that your characters can have. And I want to say one of the traits is like, it's not called Polly, but it has like one of those cutesy Sims names. And it means that you can romance multiple Sims and not have that immediate like jealousy reaction that the Sims are prone to have, which is great for storytelling. Like, oh, I want to have my Sims make out and then the wife be on the lot in another room and walk in on them and have the chaos. I love, I live for that kind of stuff. But sometimes you want, you want to have a polyamorous couple. Um, I was actually not too long ago, playing through a storyline where I was very inspired by the TV show Big Love, and I wanted to have, you know, Mm -hmm. one husband and three different families and play through that a little bit. And it was tricky because if he was kissing one of his wives, then the other ones would get jealous. I had to be very strategic with that. You can't marry more than one sim in the game. You still can only marry one. But I believe you can have multiple girlfriends and boyfriends. And if you do have that trait that you can or maybe it's a lot trait or maybe it's a scenario yeah in this article it says they call it a relationship status and it's called love birds okay which is cute and but i remember from when i was making my sims there is a trait that i didn't remember from my first or my last time playing sims 4 which was called yeah it's called non-committal though Mm -hmm. yeah yeah which i don't know if i like the way that's that term yeah Yeah. because i kind of understand that it just sounds, I mean, I'm not polyamorous, so I don't know if I have a dog in this fight, but I do think if that's the trait, because when it was described as saying, like, you don't, you have, you take a lot longer getting married and yeah, um, don't yeah. want to be in relationships, and you also want to leave your job all the time, like, it's it's kind of overarching. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of sounds a little shamey calling it non-committal, but then yeah. the lovebird thing, I haven't experienced it yet in my game because no. I just started it. But I guess that's, it's just, they say the Sims are not in a formal relationship. And if their other romantic activities are witnessed, then there's only a minor jealousy penalty rather than like a complete breakup. And there's also a reward trait for the serial lover aspiration. The Mm -hmm. Sim will never make another Sim jealous. So we have to get that aspiration bonus. And I believe you could cheat to get that. I wish it was something you could assign them because it'd be so much easier. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure if there's like a coding issue in, in making this work and then this is like the best solution they have now. Like the or workaround, just like not, that. Yeah, because it kind of feels like a workaround. But So I would yeah. hope it's that and not just them being like, mm, let's just I'm not. sure that's what it is. Yeah. I, I, I think there's something to be said about, and this was a problem with The Sims 3 where they almost gave us too much and it broke a lot of computers. That's why I couldn't play it. I, I, it kept crashing on my PC and I was like, well, I guess I'm too old for the sims now and so i think that the sims 4 suffers from that a little bit because there can be some game lag and some and there's some other things that you know a lot of the, the sims players want open world again like the sims 3 had and it's like that would just not work in the sims 4 so i think they're trying to give us what they can without overdoing it um sometimes they're more successful than other times for sure i like yeah, the I one mean- Sorry, Jen. <laughs> you can go. No, it's like I like the I liked the open world aspect of three, and they kind of did that with four, with like your little neighborhood being open. Yeah. Like you've got like a little block area of where you can run mm-hmm. and jog around to. So I think that that was a good enough compromise. I agree, one hundred percent. Yeah, and the sheer amount of neighborhoods now. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, most of them you have to purchase. The yeah. only complaint I have so far is I did buy that cottage core one because I was like uh-huh. definitely getting that one. Um, but there's only like one business in there, standard, like it's the pub. 
hilarious mm-hmm. but they have a bunch of other buildings that are there but they're just filler you can't actually interact with them or do anything yeah, with them like that dressing yeah and i was kind of bummed about that i was like i wish i could because my cat got sick and i had to take him to the vet and i had to well, travel that... around all these different towns trying yeah. to find where the vet was Bay is the one yep. you want i know i saw the little paw print above yep. after i'd already been through like three other towns and i'm like oh uh-huh. duh okay that's yeah. the cats and dogs one that should have the vet um, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i was like oh i want to open a vet in this little town so i don't have mm-hmm. to travel with my cat but there's like nowhere to do it. So I'm like, oh, I wish there was a little bit more space. I, know. I want but... bigger lots. Windenburg, I think, is the biggest at around 22 lots, which came out with Get Together. And that's a fun world to live in. I love Brindleton Bay. It's not that big, but I just love the like the New England coastal town type of vibe. Uh, they just opened, nope, they just released a game um, around February this year called My Wedding Stories, which, speaking of representation, mm-hmm. that was a lesbian couple at their wedding, which I think was a couple that Jen mentioned seeing on the, the opening hit page. So that was great. Their world, they also have like a downtown with like set dressing like you see in the cottage living pack. But there are some places that you can interact where it's like purchase wedding cake. So you can't go into the building, but at least it has like a window that you can um, interact with a bit, which is nice because I, I don't have a problem with rabbit holes. I just want something. And um, I feel like my wedding story has got a little bit closer to the ideal with that offering. Yeah, I think I can buy groceries at one of them. Mm-hmm. I remember I was clicking around. I was just trying to, I have to reorient myself completely because console controls are so clunky compared to keyboard computer controls, but I'll get used to it. I'm going to spend so much time on it. It'll be quick. Absolutely. Um, Jen put on our notes some questions. And the first one, I think it's kind of fun, which you've kind of already answered, but I guess you can elaborate on it. Are you a prefab guy or do you build each house? (laughs) It depends on my mood. I used to build a lot in The Sims 2. I loved building in The Sims 2. That was probably my favorite part. And again, I I like to be inspired by like shows that I'm watching. And now I can't watch a movie or a TV show without trying to think how the house is built. And it's only a set on a Universal's lot. So it can be kind of creative. I built all the Desperate Housewives houses. Anyway, so The Sims 4 comes out and I have no idea what I'm doing. I don't, I cannot figure it out. The very first house that I built by myself was actually my grandparents' house, which was a box. How can you screw up a box, right? Um, that is one of my first videos on my YouTube channel. It's not pretty. Uh, your, your, your beginning content never is, though. It's, no. <laughs> it's a, little, a little bit cringe. But um, so I was like, okay, I'm just not going to be a builder. And that's why I love the gallery because it's, the, the gallery is not a CC or a mod. It's like in the game, you can just log in and download other people's creations into your game. You don't have to leave the game to do it. You don't have to, it's not back in the old days where you have to go to a website and download content and then, you know, upload it into your game somehow with magic. It's, it's all just in the game. You can search for what you're looking for. You can search. My brother has me watching Breaking Bad right now. So I've been doing a lot of searches for Walter White's house. There's tons of builds in there. People have built Hogwarts. Um, honestly, if you search it, I bet it's been done because it's been eight years. Mm-hmm. And so I love the gallery. For a long time there, I was just a gallery downloader. I would find houses and I would play in them and stuff. But in the last couple of years, I've really come to enjoy building my own. So now I try to build my own houses and live in them. They have that max of like 150 Sims that you can play that is 
the best member before the game starts getting really problematic. And I am definitely at that amount. So I have tons of families and there are some that I just want to download the mansion and live in because I could never build something that extravagant. But then there are others that are kind of my vanilla style where I'm playing just like a, a starter couple and I want to have them save their own money without cheats and I want them to raise their family and to see how far and how successful I can make them. And it's fun to kind of build my own little house and then just play out their lives in that. So I do a little bit of both, but I think if I had to choose a side, I would say, I'm a builder because it is kind of fun to try to watch Desperate Housewives and be like, okay, how can I build this in the game with what we're allowed to do? And when The Sims released the staircases that weren't just one flight of stairs, but you could actually do the rotations and have different landings, suddenly I can build the Bewitched House and it's great. So I I like building and finding those creative solutions. That is amazing. I won't answer all the questions with a 45 minute answer. I'm sorry. I'm a talker. (laughs) Uh, That's what we're here for is talking. Okay, um, all right. <laughs> it's a podcast. <laughs> You're right. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, writing, I'm like, okay, Tim, edit it out, edit it out. I'll fix it in yeah. editing. It's my favorite mantra. I mean, we can always do that too, but we also like, we tangent all the time. We are long winded. It's mm-hmm. all good. That's my favorite part about The Sims is building the things Um, i i always do this where i like build this amazing family and they get all emotionally attached and build their perfect house and then i release them into it and i'm like all right next yeah time for the next family Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's my favorite part it's yeah yeah i completely agree i'm the type of player who wants to know what my grandbabies are gonna look like so the generations yep I love the family tree feature. I guess that wasn't in the base game either. It had come by the time I started playing. Because in The Sims 2, I loved the family trees. That was mm-hmm. new in The Sims 2. And I just loved following the family trees, looking at their names, finding the connections. Like, oh, these two households are related because they're cousins. What? I love that. I'm a genealogy type of guy. And so The Sims 4... I love that too. I love having like two prominent families that I'm playing and I have their family tree. So I'm on, I'm on generation five right now. Cause I'm a slow player too. Like I don't like to play and age them up in one sitting and then move on to the next generation. Like I've been playing since 2017 and I'm on generation five of all my characters, which it's a slow burn and I'm loving that. It's fun to play like two prominent families and then connect them. And suddenly it's like, I go to this character who's born and I can look at their ancestors and see these two like family trees. I love that. And I'm such a nerd. And if I'd been playing when the game came out in 2014 and they did not have a family tree, that might've been a game changer for me. I might've been like deal breaker. I'm out because it's such a little insignificant feeling like part of the game. But like, that's what I love is the family trees and I can remember my characters that have passed because I see them there, you know, and mm-hmm. if that wasn't a part of the game when I started playing, I don't know if I'd still be playing. And that's such a small hill to die on, but I love that part. <laughs> I wonder if I can find my old, old, old laptop that still has like my Sims 1 and Sims 2 saves on it and see if I can pull up any of that old stuff. And oh my God, what does that character still look like? You know? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, I think it was Sims 3, and I was playing it on my mom's computer or laptop. I can't remember. It was, I don't know, 15 or 16 when I was playing this one. Maybe you know, because you know everything about The Sims, but there was this pack where it was like a, um, like a rock star style, like room and like very punk, kind of like 80s Brit punk clothes and like the bed had like an amp as the headboard and it was, (laughs) 
Yeah, I can't remember what that was called because it's ages ago. But... <laughs> I shouldn't have. I didn't really play The Sims 3, but I know a lot about their packs and expansions because whenever The Sims 4 has one, people in the community like to talk about, oh, well, Sims 3 did it this way. <laughs> I think it was Sims 3. It wasn't Sims 2. And, I, mean, I don't I think, think it was. It was probably 2, so it was probably 3. I'm sure they it had, had, had three, some sort of a celebrity was... music rock star type of pack. I just don't know yeah. much about yeah, that. Yeah, it was great. And I like made this fam. Well, I had this family, and there was like a teenage dog daughter in it and I just made her completely punk with that pack and I was so excited about it because I was that girl who flirted with Hot Topic in high school Uh you know so I was like she is who I would want like if I could design my my own room and wear my own clothes like completely pick out it would be this Mm -hmm. I just remember her I don't remember any of their names or anything I just remember that and her room and it was like my favorite part of that whole game so I, I wonder if she still exists somewhere. My mom's like old. My mom doesn't get rid of laptops. So I'm sure she still has it somewhere. I've got like six in my closet. I don't know how to get rid of them. Because I mean, yeah. Yeah. Nobody tells I'm you sure how. No one tells you how. But you also <laughs> don't keep them for very long before mm-hmm. they're the old, outdated version, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I think one reason that I kind of took my Sims break, too, is that I was playing for a while there. I was still playing Sims 2 whilst trying The Sims 3 because there were two different games. So you can play two different games. You don't have to stop one just because you start the other one. And so I was kind of playing them simultaneously. And then Sims 3 kept crashing. So I was like, well, whatever, I'll just play The Sims 2. Because, again, I've been playing for generations. I had made myself in The Sims. And I was in high school. I made my whole family. And then I married Angela Pleasant, one of the characters from The (laughs) Sims 2 base game families. And we got married. And we had twin daughters of our own. And I picked their names very strategically because I had one daughter named Mary Ellen because... Um, Angela's mom was Mary Sue, and I liked the idea of carrying that down to the next generation. So we had a daughter named Mary Ellen. And then our other daughter, my mom's name is Rebecca Kay, so I named my other daughter Kay. So I had Mary Ellen and Kay as the twins, and I played that family, and the twins grew up into teenagers. And then my character decided or realized that he was gay, and I came out and I left my family, and I played through that whole storyline, and that was very... It was kind of like a fun way to be like, well, what would what would that lifestyle look like if I had lived that path instead of coming out in college? And it was neat to do. So I played the game for a long time, and then The Sims 2 crashed on my computer, and I lost everything. And I've been <gasps> playing that since 2004. So it was like 2009, 2010. I had just moved to the Portland, Oregon area, and so all I had was my Sims. I didn't have any friends. <laughs> and my game crashed, and I lost everybody. And that is a, that's a, I think that's another reason that I kind of took the break, is I was just like, I can't right now. I can't go back. I can't can't rebuild it's just easier to walk away and so finally coming back to the sims 4 and now i'm on generation 5 like i said i think in the back of my mind i'm very nervous that something like that will happen again i do do regular update or not updates um backups because that's the thing you can do you can back up your computer apparently so i I try to do that but yeah i don't know what tangent i just went on but it's a fun game to play i do want to get a new computer so that i can because this one's a little slow. I've had this one since 2017. So it's a little old for a computer, I guess. And um, it's a laptop, so they can only do so much with The mm-hmm. Sims. And I always feel kind of weird when I'm like, I want the biggest, best gaming computer I can get because I'm playing The Sims. And everyone's reaction is always like, The Sims, really? You'll be fine. Just spend 50 bucks at a flea market. You'll be fine. I'm like, no, you don't understand. There's like 30 expansion packs, and I want all of them. So I need this to function. Uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, who I live with, are really big gamers. My brother's playing Elden Ring, which I guess is a thing that came out mm-hmm. recently. And uh, my sister-in-law plays a bunch of different games and stuff. So they are big gamers. So I kind of defer to them on all things like what I need. But I know that they don't really take me that seriously because it's just The Sims. <laughs> you know? Well... 
they haven't been invited on a podcast specifically Thank talking you. about video Thank games you. and you have that's right that's so right i think this might be a good little mid-break moment so we can talk about some stuff going on with the pod we good with mid-break i'm looking for yes okay and now let's take a quick break so you can listen to the sponsors of today's episode thanks for listening another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So I I found one fun little fact that I wanted to share, and that is that the name Maxis, which is the developer for The Sims, uh, was created at 6 a.m. after the team had been up all night working. Someone said, never again are we staying up until S-I-X-A-M. And that is where Maxis came from, because 6 a.m. is Maxis backwards. That's so funny. Yeah. And how many of us have stayed up till two, three, four, five, six playing video games? Like, I just love that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely pulled all-nighters playing video games. Mm-hmm. And then we have to thank our patrons because we have lovely, 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 amazing, awesome, fantastical. I could probably think of more outrageous names. Um, let's see. What's a good sim name? A good sum sum sim sim. Woohoo! Woohoo's to our lovely patrons. <laughs> I love that. That's a great idea. Uh, so thank you so much to Toasty, Apollo, Meiji Moose, Captain Shanko, Cloudy Atlas, and our newest patron, Stoned Miss the Ouse? Miss the Ouse? Misty Ouse? I'm not quite sure how to pronounce that second half of your name, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that actually comes up to a fun fact I just remembered that I found of um, what woohoo is in the Korean version of Sims is sarang nanugi, meaning to spread love. So that's basically that. what patrons do. Yeah, absolutely. There's an article I found about of what they call it in a bunch of different languages. And the last one was Korean, which I speak Korean for those of you who don't know. And I read that and I was like, that's a cute way to say it. Just spread love. That's cool. I like it. Spread the love. Spread love to you patrons. And back at us, too, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Last week, uh, Captain Shanko was having some major internet issues, and I really wanted to make sure that I got this out here this week for them. So I asked her and Psych for their plug for their new Marvel lore cast. So I'm going to read that out really quick. The MCU lore cast, so Marvel Cinematic Universe, is a podcast that examines the Marvel Cinematic Universe and its comic book origins with our unique host, 
Captain Shenko, and Psych 88, we provide an in-depth look at the storylines, the fights, and the comics that inspired them, and the events around their inception to see how reality shapes our entertainment. Be on the lookout for our first episode dropping soon on all major podcasting platforms. And they are partners in the Robots Radio Rocket Club, so we definitely want to support them and show our love. Psych was a former guest on our Tally episode, and Shanko has been on two of our patron chats now. And she just reached out to talk about um, her favorite romance from Cyberpunk, and she should be joining us to talk about River. One last thing before we get back into woohoo discussions. Friend of the pod, Yuri Cat released her second single. So make sure you are following Terminal Dusk on all of your favorite listening platforms. I'll make sure that we post a link to the Spotify in our discords. All right, so let's get back into it. And I think we left off the discussion talking about different kinds of woohooing. I, I love the fact that the names are different in different countries. I also loved it when you could have different kinds of woohoo. I remember the first time I did it in a hot tub. Yes, and the cutscenes. <laughs> yes. The music. Ah, oh, the music. Oh. I love the little, like, what are they, rose petals? Yes. <laughs> it's great. You know, it used to be, just t- touch on that briefly, you know, Sims 1, you could just kiss them. And then you'd kiss enough and, you, and it would ask you, should we have a baby? Which... That's the kind of consent that I live for. And then The Sims 2, suddenly woohoo is a thing. And I remember the very first time I stumbled upon that. You know, The Sims 2 was so huge compared to The Sims 1 because the graphics were very different. But just the gameplay mechanics, you could do so much more. And they wanted to show it off. So a lot of their families had, like, preset storylines that they wanted you to play out so you could see they were kind of flexing their muscles a little bit and so for the pleasant family there was daniel and mary sue they had twin daughters lilith and angela angela's the one that went on to marry and when you open up their household the girls go to school mom goes to work dad just dad doesn't work till later or it's his day off or something And the maid comes over and cleans the house, which, you know, the maid's no new thing. They had a maid in The Sims 1. They they came over every day at like 9 or 10 and would mop your puddles and empty your trash and whatnot and then leave. It's a non-playable character. But in The Sims 2, Kaylin comes over. She throws away some breakfast dishes. And then the game prompts you with, I'm all done with work. Should we hang out for a little bit? And it's like, oh, okay, well, sure. What's this? What's this do? And so you hit yes. And then Kaylin stays and she and Daniel get kind of flirty. And then... It, the game is kind of telling you through Daniel's wants that Daniel wants to flirt with Kaylin. Daniel wants to kiss Kaylin. Daniel wants to woohoo with Kaylin. You're like, woohoo, what's that? That wasn't nothing in The Sims 1. And so you click on the bed and woohoo and they go at it. And then Mary Sue comes home from work and finds them and catastrophe. And I just love that a lot of their families, the Broke family, the Goth family, the Lothario family, they all had these little preset storylines that they wanted. They kind of led you to hit those points and and see the different things you could do and that's my that was my first exposure to woohoo was adultery (laughs) in the sims not in real life yeah (laughs) my real life story i'll tell you about later we'll save that for the after dark (laughs) that one's not safe for the podcast (laughs) uh okay hopefully it doesn't involve adultery but um gosh i had no idea oh you found it 
Yeah, sorry. I, I, I know I was muted. I finally freaking found it. That took forever. It's called the Loud Fast Clash set for Sims 3. Oh, I've never heard of that. They yeah, did have dude, a that my... store that would have different things. I wonder if that was available on the Sims 3 store. Uh, I think so. Let me sounds go cool. to the wiki. Dude, I loved it. I was like, this is my I- is not any longer my ideal aesthetic. But back then when I was punky teenager oh, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Sorry, I know that was a, I was like, fact check myself in the same show. Hurry, find it. Man, it was really, I thought it was an actual, like, official stuff pack. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at all these stuff pack lists. Yeah, no, it didn't look, I was like, is it 70s, 80s, 90s stuff? No. Because I was like, it's the grunge it's stuff. It's no. 90s, yeah, but no. Yeah, <laughs> it was not the grunge stuff. Yeah, so I don't, I just finally started Googling Sims 3 punk furniture. And then I looked through images to finally find it. <laughs> oh, until you found it. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's cool. Sorry. Okay, that was me. I'm fully present again. That was really bothering me, though. I was like, I need to remember what this it's fine. All you missed was adultery. Nothing, nothing to see here. <laughs> uh, speaking of, so this was another little fact that I found that in 2017, The Sims won the Guinness World Record for most expansion packs for a video game series. Like, yeah, I cannot think of another, I, other than like DLC content, which is like additional downloadable content for a video game i can't think of another game that came out with expansion packs like of course the sims is winning that of course Ugh, i love it and i'll buy everything i don't care they just you know a year or two ago time is a construct in the post-pandemic world at some point recently they released the star wars game pack mm-hmm. which um did not land with our community really. <laughs> it's kind of universally regarded as one of the worst ones which oh. is a shame because i bet that it's a, and i i downloaded it because i'm a completionist and have to have everything i haven't played really much with it i think the one thing i've done is i've used a floor tile that was kind of cool because it was like a neat stone pattern I'm like oh that'll be good for a patio and then i was trying to do like a kind of a punky uh, you know, grungy 90s teen teen boy's bedroom, and I used, like, a lamp that looks like a very weird metal lamp that's just very Star Wars-y in his room. That's all I've really used that pack for. Aww. Yeah, when I was making my um, character last night, and I was going through the hats, um, I was like, okay, so I can be a hot dog, I can be a wizard, and then I saw, like, I'm not sure if I'm saying this right, like, the Twi'leks, you know, like, Ahsoka uh-huh. Tano in Star Wars, the it was like a blue one. I don't think you can change the color of it on the console. No, it's just blue, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of a bummer. But I was like, oh, that's cool. I don't have the Star Wars pack, so I don't know why it's on my game. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was like, wow, that's new. I guess there's... You know, they had licensing. some different costumes and things that released with the base game or were included in an update. So I think that that might be what you were seeing. And so it is available in cast as, a, as an option. Um, but yeah, then the Star Wars kind of expanded on it more. Yeah, and I have the Princess Leia buns and dress, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. I'm definitely, I love yeah. Star Wars, so I might play around with that when I'm done cottage coring. It's yeah. just so cute. Like, all the cute little big sweaters with, like, foxes embroidered on them oh, and the yeah. chicken coop in my yard. I love that game. Uh, that game. That game. so cute. One of the best. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah, I... Mm-hmm. Once upon a time on my YouTube channel did do a ranking video. This was a few years ago. So there's probably several packs that have released since then. But I ranked them all. Like, you know, that tier ranker was really big for a while there. Everyone was doing all their ranking videos. So I do want to revisit that and kind of re-rank everything again. 
And then, but, but when I rank the sims, I want to do a similar process where I find, you know, measurable or subjectively measurable categories to rank the games on because the sims is up to like between all the kits and stuff packs and expansion packs and game packs, it's in the thirties, if not more right now. And so I want to have some sort of measurable ranking system to place them. That'd be really difficult to break down categories that you could rank in every Mm -hmm. game pack because, and especially when price comes into it, because sure, I can buy a $4.99 item pack, but how is that going to compare to a, you know, a $50 upgrade that gets me a whole new neighborhood, new characters, gameplay styles. What I really look for in the games and the ones that are my favorites are the versatile ones where it's like, yeah, maybe this is a $4.99 kit where it only has a clothing style. But is that a clothing style that I can use over and over again and not not get tired of? Is it niche enough that my characters feel like they have a personality, but not so wild that I only will wear it on Halloween? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and that's kind of how I, those are the packs I like the most, the ones that have repetitive gameplay. Like I love university. I love parenthood because my Sims are going to go to college. My Sims are going to be parents. I love the cast packs because I like to have variety of clothing options. Um, the ones that are a little bit less high on my list are like vampires. It's a fantastic <gasps> pack. It's very well made. It is the best um, a cult in the game for sure. My game style is very realistic. I want to play out my my desperate housewife storylines. So there's not really a lot of room in that for vampires. But mm-hmm. but the game pack has some really cool build items. So I can build old dusty mansions, and I'm still getting a lot of my money's worth out of those packs. The the Star Wars one. That's why that one's so low. I think is you can only do so much with that and not be immersion breaking with the rest of your game. You know, my Sims that are going to college and playing out their their different love triangle storylines aren't going to go on a journey to Batuu. So while I use some of the build stuff, I don't really get a lot of replayability from those. And so I think as I'm ranking them, I'll look at the replayability piece really hugely. I love how much thought you've put into this. You've got like a mental roadmap and everything good to go. (laughs) I may have taken that break, but I mean, really 20 years of the Sims. Because even when I wasn't playing The Sims 3, it was on my mind. I remembered my storylines. I remembered my Sims. When I came back to The Sims 4, I actually started with Mary Ellen, my daughter that I mentioned earlier in the episode, um, who I had played as a teenager in The Sims 2. I decided, okay, well, let's say Mary Ellen grew up, got married, had some kids, what would that family look like? And so I had Mary Ellen married, um, gave her four kids. Their family name is Olsen. So now the Olsen family, who I'm on the fourth or fifth generation on, are like my descendants. And it's just been a lot of fun playing them. So yeah, I've put a lot of thought into the game, for sure. <laughs> I geek out about it. So I could talk about it for hours and hours and hours, and you'll have to curb me back to the topic at hand. Or we'll just have another Sims. Like, have is there any rumors about a Sims Five or anything yeah. like that? Yeah. So there's no nothing official. A lot of the community is ready for the Sims Five because again, there are some things that Sims Four just at its core cannot and will not be able to do. Open world again. There's some players that really want open world back, and the Sims Four will just never do that. So they're ready for Sims Five because they think, you know what? Throw it out. Let's start new with something fresh and do do it right. So let's get an open world game again. And The Sims 4 is really emotion driven. You were saying, V, about how sometimes it'd be nice if you could make them not be sad so they'll actually be willing to play chess or whatever. You know, that can be problematic because their emotions do run a little bit wild. And I've had it where 
a Sims mom will die, so they'll be sad, but then something will happen and they'll suddenly be happy again. And it's like, no, you watching your favorite channel on TV shouldn't negate the fact that you're devastated that your mom died. Like that should have, the emotions are a little bit touch and go. And so I think people are ready for The Sims 5 because they're ready for something new. And also The Sims 1 was about five years. The Sims 2 was about five years. The Sims 3 was about five years. It seems like every five years, we get the next generation of The Sims. And we're on year eight. I don't remember exactly what month The Sims 4 came out. I don't know if that's handy, but it was 2014. So we're going on year eight here. Um, it's already April, so it could already have passed. Yeah. I don't remember. Is it the fall, maybe? Maybe it's September. the fall. But September? Is, yeah, that, that sounds right. I Which just it Googled it. The Sims 5, and apparently EA hinted that the next Sims game was in development in 2020, yeah. which we probably all didn't hear because it was 2020. Oh, but, sure. Yeah, yeah. like They I post guess... different job descriptions sometimes, and a lot of the communities like, oh, is this a yeah. job for the Sims 5 team? People are ready for it, for sure. I'm yeah. kind of of the opinion, like, there's still things The Sims 4 can do, and I want them to. Like, Werewolves is on my list. Like, I know I mentioned that I don't really play with the occult, but for some reason, Werewolves excites me. So I want a Werewolves pack. I want cars in the game. We don't have cars yet in 2020. What year is this? 2022. We don't have cars. I wondered about that. I was like, maybe it's just the console. Something's glitching because, like, when my sim went to work, she just kind of faded into nothingness. Even the sims like, wanted to have a car come and get you, mm-hmm. and the school bus yeah, come and get yeah, yeah. the kids. But the so sims, did four... the sims three, I thought, they, yeah. and you could own cars. Yeah. They had yep. a whole expansion yeah. pack of just sims cars. Two, sims three. This is yeah. the least amount of cars we've ever had because nothing shows up at your house for you to get into. There are cars in the world that drive by and. Again, like set dressing, they're kind of in the background in some of the neighborhoods, which when they first started doing that, everyone lost it. We thought, oh my gosh, this is a hint. We're getting cars. And it's now been like four years. So I guess that wasn't a thing. So I'm ready. I'm not ready for Sims 4 to end because I still want some of those things. And I've invested so much money. I don't even want to do the math to figure out what owning every piece of content at full price means because I buy it when it comes out. I don't wait for the sales, except for Journey to Batu. I waited for that one to go on sale. I bought the Star Wars pack at a discount, but everything else I bought at full price. And again, I'm a completionist. I have to have it all. So I don't want to do the math to figure out what that is, but I've invested so much into the game that I'm not ready to just move on to another one yet. I want to play this for years to come. And just a few weeks ago, I want to say um, someone higher up at EA or Maxis in an interview mentioned they still have a few years of content left to come. So whether that means Sims 5 will come out and they'll still be releasing new Sims 4 content or supporting Sims 4 or not. I don't know. Maybe that'll be a thing. But I, I feel like Sims 5 is still a little bit ways away. I, I want them to hit 10 years and then I can start thinking about it. I feel like they did that with 3 and 4, that they were still mm. supporting 3 and releasing content when 4 came out because they were exactly. such vastly different games. Oh, that's a good point. Yes, they they are very different. <laughs> Well, I'm ready for Sims 5. I'm ready to play Sims 4 still. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely, I got paid today, so I'm definitely <laughs> going to buy more towns. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah. I mean, the games, uh, yeah, they're great. Seasons is fun. I love that I can have snow in my game. That was something I noticed too, just even in the game, because I don't have seasons, but like the two extra, or they have a few extra outfits. Like when I last played The Sims, it was oh, yeah. everyday, formal, 
sleep, exercise, yeah. and swim. And then now yeah. we have party, hot weather, and cold weather. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, is there going to be hot weather and cold weather without seasons? Or is it yes random? And no. Um, no is the short answer. But in one of the worlds that you have, um, Oasis Springs is a base game world. That's like a deserty kind of Arizona type of world. So I guess you could wear hot weather there, even though the temperature doesn't really affect the Sims. I don't, I have some seasons, so I don't know what it means when you don't have seasons, if temperature is a thing, but it's you can hot. at least dress the part. Okay. Um, also in Snowy Escape, which is one of their newer expansion packs that came out a year or two ago, that's kind of like a, a mountain Japanese type world. And there's a lot of snow. And um, so the cold weather stuff comes in handy there. So. Okay, after we're done here, I'm going to turn my game back on. <laughs> yeah. uh, go shopping. The only thing that I absolutely loved about Seasons was the fact that I uh, was able to romance Santa. And yeah. he became my husband. And you we had winter babies baby. together. Well, and I don't remember what it is, but there's some sort of trait where if you have Father Winter's baby, when they grow up, they have some sort of a, a, a trait or a quality that is yep. a neat special thing and i like stuff like that i like it when the game has a bit of challenge where you don't just have a you know a smorgasbord that you can pick and choose everything like you have to work for some stuff and i like that well i guess i won't buy seasons um, until there's nothing else to buy yeah i mean that's fine it's not a bad path you won't regret it but i feel like there's so much more out there and again i'm a contrarian there like i am not the majority a lot of people who play the Sims and listen to this are probably disagreeing with me that Seasons is not one of my favorite ones. And it is cool, but we don't even get a new world in that one. And I understand why, because when Seasons came out, they had to basically, with all the worlds that already existed, give us four different seasons of that same world. That's a lot of work from a programming standpoint, Mm -hmm. I imagine. And, you know, they they gave us a lot. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of cool building by and clothing. So there's great stuff in that pack. But for me, if there was a world, it'd be, it'd be more worth getting. When I started playing a few years in, it was very overwhelming because there was so much stuff that was in the game. I love the idea of like starting small to learn the mechanics of building the game, of building mm-hmm. in the game, and then working your way up to where, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, I know that in this little area here, I have this one item and that I can connect it to that one here to make this room fit together to work make this whole house look exactly like how i want it Mm -hmm. to but honestly i'm a prefab oh you are (laughs) i am i am like a like a download a house from the gallery and then i'll play that or i will kick a family out of the house that they are living in and then i will move Mm -hmm. my characters in just because i'm here for what my sims are gonna do and sometimes it's fun yeah, sometimes it's fun to put them in a restrictive house. Um, mm-hmm. I remember one time I kicked the broke family out of their house and moved them into something really nice. Uh-huh. But that uh, I then stuck my Sims in there and was like, all right, we're going to play this my way and see if you can survive. I love living in a grungy trailer. Oh, yep. Yep. It's so great. Like reliving those struggling early youth days. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Now, were you guys aware of the Sims reality show that came out not too long ago during the pandemic um, for Sims content creators? A lot of them were people that we knew in the community who have YouTube channels that we just followed. Um, and some others were new to me, but um, it was like a, a, cont- a contestant type reality show. It was only four episodes which was a disappointment to me. Um, but every episode, they eliminated a team of like four or five players. It's called Sparked. 
I want to say it was TBS, but I don't want to misspeak about what network it was on. But it was like four episodes long, and they had different they had different challenges, like how to they kind of. The, for a while, the Sims team was really big on dividing the players into three camps. Are you a builder? Are you a cast person? Create a sim. That's what that is. If for anybody who doesn't know what cast means, if I for me to keep to keep saying it over and over again. But are you in a creative sim? Are you into designing your sims, doing their makeup, doing their hair, picking their clothes? Um, are you a builder, or do you like the gameplay, the storytelling of it? And so, my question for you guys is: Which one are you? Are you a builder? Do you like the story, or do you love just making your Sims and create a Sim? If you had to pick one, I know a lot of us are all of them, but if you had to pick one, if you're going to be in one of those three teams, because the thing is, on Sparked, they had four teams, and each team had one of each of those parts, and they had to work together to compete these challenges. I'm a story. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not it's a so funny. It's so funny because I'm such a story person with every game I play other than The Sims, but I think the thing I do the most is build houses. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to pick that, even though I love Cass as well. Yeah. But my joy definitely comes in making the house. Mm-hmm. So going to have to I pick that. I think I'm story too, but house would be a very close second because I, again, I have these storylines in my head. These characters are real to me. I have a spreadsheet where I have them all listed. I have their ages. I have all of their details in a spreadsheet so that when I'm trying to wrangle all 150 characters, it's easy to remember now because we have the different life stages. We have toddler, child, teen, all the way up to elder. But for me, when I'm playing, just because I have two teens doesn't mean they're going to be in the same generation because for me, when I'm playing... I consider 14 to be a teenager. So when they reach 14 on my spreadsheet, I age them up from a child to it. Oops, I'm sorry. I age them up to a, a teenager. And then I play that through till about 18 or 19, depending on if I send them to college or not. And I don't want a 19-year-old and a 14-year-old to start dating in my game. So I have to track their ages so that I don't accidentally get two together that I don't really mean to or it's not realistic. So I love my spreadsheet. And I think because of that, I have to say I'm a storyteller as well. <laughs> I definitely do that though. Like the one I made, I made her, I named her Willow Breeze because I wanted her to be like a hippie, dippy girl. And then I'm like, the only thing she kept from her restrictive religious childhood is her violin. She lost all her other identity, but she still plays the violin. Cool. And then I put her on a violin. I was like, here you go, practice. And then she's like, ah, ah, ah. I'm like, okay. So she forgot all the violin like, as well. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. I don't know. I always do that, too. I always give them a little backstory in my head. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. But yeah, You should get I mean... the movie hangout stuff pack because that's a very bohemian vibe. And mm-hmm. I built like a hipster trailer and I used a lot of that stuff in my build. So I think you would like the, the content. I got a shopping list for yeah. Sims 4 yeah. in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew that watching virtual cats and watching virtual laundry would be like the epitome of entertainment? But like it yeah. is. I'm like doing laundry all the time and it's not fun in real life. Well, I don't know how much of your script we got through you guys. I'm sorry that I just talked to Nazio about this game, but that's I the whole point. Oh my gosh, I could talk about it forever. And it's just, it's a special interest for me. Because in my real this... life, when I talk about this, people don't seem very entertained. I don't know if it's <laughs> one of the reasons I made my, my YouTube channel is I'm like, you know, I feel like I have a part of the conversation, I have an opinion on this, I want to share. Um, with like-minded folks, and so that's why I made my channel. And yeah, yeah. I haven't posted it in a minute. I want to start again, but that's why. Because in real life, people aren't as interested in this stuff, you know. So I'm glad you guys are. 
Oh, I totally am. It Sims is like a big comfy sweater for our generation, I feel like. For that. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have played it and we all come back to it eventually, I feel like. <laughs> Just a nice comfortable thing. Yeah. And I know you plugged yourself in the beginning, but if everyone forgot, your YouTube channel is Tim Pancakes. Pancakes. So there you go. Yep. The it's a pan, there's a family in the Sims 4 that's the Pancakes family. So that's where that name kind of came from. It was the night before I was debuting my channel and I still needed to pick a name. And I was on the phone with my friend and I'm like, I'm posting my first video tomorrow, but I need to come up with a channel name. And I was like, it'd be kind of cool to use like a name that's in the Sims, but we have to really think about this because I don't want to be like Tim Pancakes or something. And here we are. <laughs> so find me as Tim Pancakes on YouTube. And most of my content is The Sims, but I very strategically did not make my channel like Timmer the Simmer or something like that. Cause I was like, my name rhymes. I have to use this somehow. But I wanted to use a name that kind of nods to it, but opens it up to other things so I could do things like my Pixar ranking. So you know, I have, I have interest in The Sims, Pixar. I'm into the MCU, too, and I probably want to do a ranking of all those. I just need to do a rewatch, which, you know, will take a little bit of time, probably. So if you have interest in any of those fandoms or Harry Potter or anything like that, you know, come and check me out. Yay. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here tonight and big, massive loves to you. But if you liked what you heard tonight please be sure to leave a review on iTunes or give us a rating on Spotify and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find me in our two girls, one ship chat on the robots radio discord channel and come give us a follow on all the social medias and on Patreon at two girls, one ship links to those are in the description. And I'm on the robots radio discord as well, but we also have our own two girls, one ship discord server now where we can nerd out on all our favorite CGI significant others. Be sure to check out our live stream on Twitch and YouTube on Fridays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time. As you know, our podcast episodes release on Mondays because you need at least one good thing on a Monday. All links, once again, are in the description. Instead of that's a wrap, I say that's a stack, like a stack of pancakes. Oh so I'm going to say that's a stack, and I'll see you guys next time. You're such a dork, and I love it. I Bye. love so much. Bye, you guys. So thanks for listening. And remember, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Ever wanted to be a content creator but had no clue where to begin? Come join me as I sit down with content creators that have already faced the challenges you're up against as they discuss the tips and tricks that help them be successful here on The Content Creator's Guide, available wherever podcasts can be found.